Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Well, here we are, another installment of Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you live from the heartland of America. And to my Nebraska listeners out there, you know where we are. Now, today's show is called Go the Extra Mile, Leading with a Life You Love. Now, before we get started, just a quick reminder, during the commercial breaks, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And I love dialogue, so if you want to contact me, please feel free to email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Or you can also go to the website, that's voiceamerica.com, under the Empowerment Channel, where you can read about me and, and you can find me there under my last name. And, of course, you can contact me on social media. That's LinkedIn and on Facebook. Now, also, to the listening audience, this is a live show. If you have a comment, a question, a concern, please feel free. Call in. We would love to have some dialogue with you. Now, today we're talking about going the extra mile, leading with a life you love. And joining me today is Sean Anderson. He's a six-time motivational author. In fact, I think he's going on seven in just a moment. He's an inspiring keynote speaker and a results-producing people builder. His go the extra mile philosophy and ability to produce winning results have been praised by leaders and media outlets around the world. When it comes to living the life he loves, this number one ranked motivation and self-help author walks the talk. You can't get any better than that, folks. He's a lifetime entrepreneur. Sean is the creator of Extra Mile Day, and it was declared by 527 cities on November 1st, 2017. And this is a day recognizing the power we each have, all of us, all of us listening to the show and others in this universe, to create positive change in our lives when we go the extra mile. And we're going to learn much more about that. So, Sean, welcome to the show today. Love your show, Matt. Love your energy. It's my privilege to be here. (laughs) <laughs> and I love your energy, and the audience is going to hear it soon. So, Sean, I have read about you. I've listened to you. We've talked and exchanged. I know someone about you, but why don't we go ahead and give the audience a snapshot of who you are? You, you know, really, I just consider myself a very ordinary guy, but I believe in living an extraordinary life, and that's where this whole going the extra mile message comes in. You know, I'm a guy that just... He has a vision for what his life wants to be and not is not afraid to put legs under that and make that vision happen. That's who I am. And where did the did you just come out of did you just be were you birthed and you just said I'm gonna go? And like where was the switch that happened in you? You know, I, I think I've just always been really cognizant of the fact that life is short. That we get one life. I've just always just really been aware of that. And so if we get one life, if we do, then why would we ever choose to live the second best life. And, and uh, you know, it just always stems from that. I'm always reminded that with each passing day, with each passing year, my opportunity to create, my opportunity to be, my opportunity to live, my opportunity to experience, it's now. It's your opportunity now. It's the listener's opportunity now. This is our time. And when you, when you take that kind of mindset that now is our opportunity, it can really just 
wipe out fear. And as you and I both know, fear is what stops many of us from going forward. Mm. And I have to tell you, this week I had my own moment of anxiety, of anxiousness, of, of fear of the unknown as, you know, being an entrepreneur as you are and I are, I am is you, you look down the path and you go, huh, something fell that has been there in the past or the security that I was feeling has been shaken a little bit. And I had to, I had to jostle myself and say, wait a second here. And your words rang in the back of my mind because I, I was listening to, to some stuff that you have done in the past and read some of your work. And I thought, wait a second, I have a choice here. I have a choice. Talk about that. Well, every single day, you know, the one thing that's pretty much of a proven is that life is going to be unpredictable. And, and no matter how awesome our plan is for today, we can pretty much count on that, you know, that, that unwanted phone call, that, that bit of bad news, that, that bit of great news, something that just knocks us off our original plan. But when we have one vision, one purpose that continually pushes us forward, that inspires us, that motivates. We, no matter what happens in our day, we always can go back to what it is that we want to achieve, that we want to do, that we want to live. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not a master at being able to walk the to-do list to the finish line every single day, but what I am pretty good at, it's always to maintain my focus and my vision for that one thing that I want. Mm. And you and I, I, we were talking about me getting my dissertation even before the show, we were having a, a chat and there's nothing more vivid to me than what you just said. When I was doing my doctorate, I knew it was quite a journey and there were days where I was trying to write and assimilate or, you know, coalesce data and content and research together. And it, the story just wasn't coming together and I would get frustrated. And then I would step back and go, wait a second, the shining light, my northern star is I'm going to finish the doctorate. I will get there. Just step back and breathe. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's it, like you said, it's having, having that macro vision and that was what it was so poignant in my life at that point where I've got this this journey I'm going towards. I know what I'm heading towards. And just just let the journey go sometimes. Well, you were right to have that ultimate confidence in you. Because I believe that on every single goal list, as we start listing the items that that we need to achieve, the first item that I always put is believe in you. Believe you can do that. And so no matter what you were going through on your dissertation, you had that confidence, that deep-seated knowledge that, you know what, I, I got this. I, I got this. No matter what you were experiencing, no matter what brain blocks you were going through, no matter what your results were, you knew that you had that confidence, that trust in yourself that, I got this. Mm. And for everyone listening to, we all know there's there's a path that we're headed. We're we're going down, going down, and we we have goals, and we we've got a vision. And and remember, take those words that Sean just said. I've got this. I've got this. Even when things knock you down. And uh, any, anyway, I don't want to make this show about me getting some therapy or, or coaching here. <laughs> but, but but I do want to say, Sean, I had one of those moments this week where I went, oh. I don't know. And then I said, wait, I've got this. So thank you. You know what? That leads me into the work that you've done and the extra mile. And it's a, a, it's a catchy phrase, but it means much more than just the word. Ta- 
share with us about what's the genesis behind the extra mile? Well, first off, I, I don't believe that anybody can live an extraordinary life if they continue to do the status quo. It, it, to, to, to have the, the greatest adventures, the greatest re- relationships, the greatest physical fitness, the greatest career success, the greatest financial success, you've got to always do more. You've got to, you've got to reach down and do that little extra, the extra 10 push-ups, the extra three phone calls, the extra whatever it is. It's the extra that gets us further than we were when we woke up that day. It started in 2009. At that time, America was just going through some really tough times. Foreclosures were at an all-time high. Banks were closing. People were losing a lot of confidence in themselves. And I felt that there was this air uh, in America of people were really looking to somebody else to make their life better. They would look to their boss and say, what are you doing to make sure that our company stays afloat and that I continue to do well? They'd look at the government and say, what are you doing to create a program to get me out of this mess? And they forgot this general premise that if we really want to create change, positive, amazing, powerful change in our life, then we don't look to the government. We don't look to our spouse. We don't look to our friends. We don't look to our boss. But we look at the man and the woman in the mirror. and We say, you know what? It's up to me. So I decided to use my small voice and create something to remind people of this. I, in a Forrest Gump sort of way, I I wanted to do something symbolic of going the extra mile, so I pedaled a bicycle 4,000 miles from one ocean to the other, and along the way, my staff created events, motivational events in 21 cities, where I had the privilege of interviewing over 200 people who had been identified as having gone the extra mile and succeeded, having gone the extra mile in volunteerism or in service or in creating some sort of awesome goal that they achieved. And at the end of my extra mile ride, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories that most inspired me. That's how it began. Oh, well, first of all, I'm thinking about you must have really developed some good calves and <laughs> muscles along the way. But I, to a serious, more, more serious point, Tell us about the stories. Like, for example, I know I'm I'm here in the middle of the U.S. right now, here in Nebraska, and I know you collected stories along the way. Do you mind sharing a story that really just moved you? Well, absolutely. I was so privileged to have experienced so many people who life had really knocked to their knees, but yet, you know, they chose not to stay there. And isn't that the way it is, Matt? I mean, life will knock us to our knees. And at that point, we have a choice. Do we stay down or do we get back up and keep moving forward? I was in the great Midwest of the United States. And at one particular event I was speaking, this woman um, was going to be introduced to me and she had to be escorted up to me on somebody's arm. You see, Sheila Holsworth was blind. She had two glass eyes, but it wasn't always that way for Sheila. When she was just a young child, around 10 years old, the orthodontic headgear that she was wearing to straighten her teeth, well, one day the rubber bands, they snapped. And when everything snapped, it went up and it gouged out both of her eyes. So from the age of 10 on, Sheila Holsworth She couldn't see a thing. She could have chosen at that point to let life beat her so badly that she would forever feel the bitterness and frustration of being blind, or she could go the extra mile and do something extraordinary. She chose the latter. When I met her, she was a world record-holding downhill skier. She was a trick water ski jumper. She had pedaled a bike across the state of Iowa tandem. 
She had run marathons. She didn't life stop her despite the fact that she had two glass eyes. She was the first blind woman to climb one of the world's tallest mountains. And it just reminds me that no matter what we're going through, no matter what our challenges are, no matter what we think our failures, our defeats are, the only one that can really stop us in the end, Matt, is ourself. Sheila Holsworth was a perfect example of what it means to go the extra mile when life just really punches you hard. Wow. I, what an incredible story. And I certainly remember the headgear. I never wore it. But boy, to think that you're doing something to whatever, help yourself in life just changes in a, a heartbeat like that. So, you know, before we go to break, Sean, why is going the extra mile so important well, it's just a matter of what kind of life do you really want to live. I mean, if you if you just choose to really live an average life, have average health, have average finances, have average relationships, have an average job, then you don't have to go the extra mile. Mm. But if you truly want to take advantage of your opportunity, of your adventure, of being able to create the life that you want, then going the extra mile becomes inevitable. So we all have choices. We all have choices to create Period. Period. Yeah. You know what I, what I really want to do is in the next segment of our show, we'll, we'll go to commercial break here in just a second. But I want to connect this to leadership too and talk about how going the extra mile in a leadership role, and it doesn't matter title or position. I mean, I, I believe firmly, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, Sarah Yao, and we were talking about leadership, defining it as all of us have the ability to lead in some capacity. It doesn't matter. And so let's talk about that when we come back after the break and, and explore more about how going the extra mile can really transform the world that we live in. So let's go ahead during the commercial break to the listening audience. Feel free. Go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. Check it out. We will be back here on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. 
You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back to Transformational Energy Leadership. And I hope you enjoy taking a look at my website during the break. I'm joined today by Sean Anderson. He's a six-time motivational author, an inspiring keynote speaker, and a results-producing people builder. And he is also the creator of Go the Extra Mile. And before the break, Sean, we were talking about the genesis behind Go the Extra Mile, why it's important, along with some uh, a powerful story that you just shared. And let's talk more about how, how do we bring this to the audience? How can the audience members go the extra mile in their lives? Well, I think the number one thing that people have to identify is what about my life am I not happy with? What, what one area in my life feels either super blah or super average? Because it's, a, it's that point that we can either choose to walk that path or say, you know what, I, I, I want better than that. I want better for my health. I, I, I believe that I can make more money. I believe that I should have a job that I look forward to going to. I believe that I should have a relationship that motivates and inspires me. I believe that I should have these things. So step one is just to identify in life what it is that you do not like about your life. Step two is simply to be able to start brainstorming and going, wow, what are – if." In my perfect world, what are all the things that that part of my life would look like if if I did make some changes? You see, we have to create a vision for what we want that part of our life to look like. If we don't know where we're going in life, how are we ever going to get there? So number one is determining whether or not you're unhappy in that area. Number two is determining what I want that area to look like. And then number three is really building a plan to get to where our vision is. Those are the first three steps. Now, once we have those on paper, we get moving. And I would say a lot of, I would venture to say a lot of the listening audience, like myself, is probably wondering, I'm not sure where I'm going. I don't know what my vision is. Do you have any thoughts about that or... Well, you know, it goes back to that that simple question. Let's start with that. What areas in your life are you not happy with? Well, I don't really like my job. Right. I, yeah. I, I just don't like it. Well, what don't you like about your job? I, I, I don't like, I don't like the work I do. I don't like the sort of people I work with. I, whatever it is, let's identify what you don't like because we can never change anything unless we know what we're trying to change. So let's let's say my health. Well, what don't I like about my health? Well, I don't like the fact that every day I wake up with a stiff neck and every day I just go, oh my gosh, if I didn't have two cups of coffee, I wasn't going to be able to get rolling. Well, life doesn't have to be like that. So let's say that that's what we want to change. What are we going to do to create the change? That's all part of going the extra mile, identifying where we want to go going the extra mile to keep on working to get there. You know, at one point in your life, you said, you know what, I'm going to get my doctorate. That was the goal. That was the vision. That was somehow that doctorate was tied to something bigger that you wanted in your world. Well, that was the vision. And once we set the vision, we can take all the extra mile steps along the way to get there. Now, that makes perfect sense to me. Sometimes it may not be clear because, you know, when I'm working with clients as a coach, for example, and, and they'll say to me, 
uh, I don't know what I want. But you're absolutely right. Well, then let's look at the things that aren't working for you and figure out what are, what, are, what are the common denominators? What are the things that are getting in the way? What is it that's preventing you from having that full, fulfilling life that you really want? And then let's also ask the question, what do you like? Absolutely. You know, because, because, because isn't that what we really want? Isn't, it doesn't most, most of us truly want happiness. Whatever happiness means, it's different for all of us. But what does happiness mean to you? Well, happiness means that I feel of value. Happiness means me picking up a nice check. Happiness means to me a being of service and feeling every single day I go home and I, I made a difference. So what, what is it that makes you happy? Then let's try to create more of those events in your life. See, even if you, you work in a job that you absolutely don't like, if we can still, you could still stay in that job and we can still create more events that make you happy around that job and watch what happens to your attitude in that job still. So let's find out what you don't like and let's find out what you do love. You know, and that resonates so well with me. In my journey, for example, I knew that, you know, I was good at, for example, project management. Did I like it? No. Did it, did, there were other things, the administrative stuff and all that. But what I truly loved is I loved mentoring and coaching others, and I loved facilitating and, and helping others get better. And ultimately, that's what I ended up doing is I said, you know what, why don't I make my life that? And that's what I'm doing now. And, Talk about happiness. It really once you once you get there, it's it's such a great place to be, and then accelerate. You know, you know, Matt. You know, Matt. It, that one of the hardest things for people to ever do is to have a real self-talk with themselves. I mean, we're quick to go seek counsel and advice and help and support from others and saying, "What should I do? What direction should I go?" Well, why don't you start out by talking to your number one motivational success coach, the person who should be your number one motivational success coach, the person who's with you every second of every day of every year of your life, and that's yourself. So we've got to take the time to have that self-talk. That's where self-awareness comes in and just saying, okay, 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 what am I really not happy about? And it goes further than that. Whatever feeling comes up, you go, okay, what is it that I'm really, what is it that really I'm angry about right now? What is it that I'm really, what, what is it that's frustrating me so much about this situation? That's all called self-talk. And once we have that self-talk, we're able to, 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 to coach ourselves to get through that moment more successfully. I think when we reach that level, when we reach that level of self-awareness, where we know that what we think, what we do, what we feel creates what happens next in our life, I believe that that's when we have the chance, the opportunity, the good fortune, the privilege of really creating the life that we love. Mm. I, I'm as I'm hearing you talk, I'm having flashbacks to one of my mentors. His name is Arun. So Arun, if you're out there, he said to me, and it was I think it was circa I don't know 2005 or six, and I was at a, a decision point in my career: do I stay with the firm or do I leave and take this other other opportunity? And he said, I'm going to take off my my partner hat for a moment. I'm going to tell you from person to person. No one will care for you as much as you do. Not your partner, not your mother, not your best friend. What you just said, Sean, he said to me in, in so many words, and it's it's so true. And then I went home and I thought about, I'm the only one. I, I, I'm, it's me. It's me. It's my. And for everyone out there, what you're just saying is that you can go to the gurus. You can go to the Dalai Lama if you want. Great. But it comes down to you. 
Well, it does because no one lives your life except you. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, have, we have parents that say, go this direction, go do this. We have voices, whispers in our lives that say, you really need to do this. But no one, no one lives, lives our this except us. So, you know, you got to be happy with living your this. And, and, mm. and, and, and the more that you listen to what I call the whispers, the whispers of our own mind, our own heart, the, the, the more in alignment that we're going to be with finding our truest congruency to our own purpose, to our own passion, and to our own destiny. You know, you talk about, I, I subscribe to everything that you're talking about there. And there's another phrase that I've heard you say, and I, I, it's really powerful to me, and that's the power of what if. Wow. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that's, a, that's, one of the, that's one of the biggest questions you could ever ask yourself is, what if? What if I did this in my life? What would happen? What if I threw these paper wish hope airplanes into the air and see where they land? What if? You know, because that's how we make change is when we start asking ourselves, what if? And then we, we take the action to match the what if. What if I ask my boss today, what extra can I do to make this company better? What if I decided to just exercise three or four days a week? How would my health improve? It's a huge question. It's a, it's a, it's a life-changing question, really. What if? What if? What Before we go to break, let's start the conversation a bit about leaders. And when we think about everything you're talking about, this power of, of what if, going the extra mile, the imagining and envisioning all that I can be, thinking about leaders, what can leaders do to help others achieve their dreams? Well, I think, I think one of the biggest mistakes that leaders make sometimes is, is really – really thinking that what motivates them might motivate the others around them. And I, I think, I, I mean, to be a leader, you've got to have these people that want to follow you. And I think that there's no better way to have people follow you than to really seek out their counsel, their advice, and make them feel a part of the whole process. Because when we feel a part of the process, our commitment grows deeper. When our commitment grows deeper, our passion grows. When our passion grows, we have a chance to reach our purpose. Can you just imagine if we were to flash back to the 1960s, even early 70s, and having this conversation would this conversation even exist right now? You know, I don't know. You know, what's really interesting is oftentimes if I do interviews in the United Kingdom, it, it, it even changes in other places around the world. I mean, I, I have to be sensitive to the language that I use, to the energy that I put forth, that, because, because conversations differ everywhere. The conversation that, you know, you're capable of, of, of sharing perhaps at a motivational event in the Midwest might differ than in New York, might differ in Texas, might differ in California, because people are different. People are different. And going back to your issue on leaders, if you want to be a great leader, make sure you know your people. Absolutely. And to my listening audience out there, I know I've, I've got a, a, a nice group in Ireland. I've got a group in Asia and India and China. And I've, 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 there's a, a sizable audience down in Nigeria that's listening to this show. And like you're saying, we all have – it all varies, doesn't it? 
It does because all our needs vary. You know, I just came back recently from a trip to Central America and what someone's concerned about in their day is far different than what somebody who might be in the United States that has a great job is concerned about in their day. You know, but yet, but yet what we all share in common is we all share this desire to want more more joy, more peace, more harmony, more health, more happiness. I believe that's a universal, those are universal wants. I, I agree with you. And I, I am also hearing the word joy so much more now and wanting to seek it. And what I'm loving about, you know, the millennials and Gen Z and, and moving forward is joy has got to be part of the equation when it comes to life, and I, I, I don't call it work-life balance. I don't believe there's such a thing, but work-life integration. And I believe, I, I don't know if it's you or someone else, or, there was a term I heard recently, and I, shoot, I'm, I, I can't remember it right now, but the whole thing about how, how do you make things all work in tandem together, and it's about joy. It really is. And like you said, it's that question, it's that what if. Yeah, and you know what? Another powerful word that goes with joy often, and if you have this other word, more joy comes into your life, and that's simply the word gratitude. That, you know, whatever our challenges, whatever our successes, whatever our failures, experiencing that moment of gratitude where we know that something positive is going to come from it. Because whenever we know that something positive is going to come from an event, joy starts to grow. We feel as if we're moving forward. Joy comes from when we move forward in life. And it's only when our own stinking thinking and our own disbelief and our own fear and our own failure and our own defeats and our own tragedies have a different spin that we start moving backwards and and experience the opposite of joy, frustration, anxiety. And so, you know, if, if you wake up every morning and you just ask yourself, you know, today, what am I grateful for? That sets your day off to a whole new tone. Wow. It sure does. It sure does. It reminds me of a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago with one of my guests, Sarah Yao. We were talking about just the whole essence of being present, you know, having that moment where you take a deep breath and and you really take in what's going on around you. And it, I think it, it links nicely to what you're talking about, about gratitude, that take the moment, be grateful where you are, and then again, look at the macro level of where you want to go. You know, I love that you say that. I love that you feel that. I love that you think that because that's that's so accurate. When we get to the point where we just love our now because our now is our life. I mean, this amazing this amazing mystery called life, it's, it's really awesome if we let it be awesome. And the more that we really appreciate the now, the smallness of every little thing that we experience, how big we can make it, that's when life really becomes just, I think, rich. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, right. I was going to say, it doesn't matter what the weather is or what's going on. It's it's life and to be grateful for it. So, Sean, here we're, we're coming up on a commercial break. And what I'd like to do when we get back is let's explore and take this a little bit further with the leadership part. And I want to talk about energy and transformation and all those key things that are so important to me when I think about what it means to be a leader and in, in, where we are right now and going forward. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back here on the other side in about two minutes.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. Today we are talking about going the extra mile leading with a life you love. And Sean Anderson, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Now, for the audience, if you've got a question or a comment, feel free to call in and be part of the conversation. In the last segment, Sean, of the show, you and I were talking about how audience members can go the extra mile. And we were talking about the power of what if, what if, and how leaders can also help others achieve their dreams. And I just want to continue that conversation for just a moment about leaders. And Sean, help us make the linkage to how leaders can make transformation happen with others in their organizations, in communities, or even with their families. You know, I, it goes back to something that we kind of went around the edges on, and it's just really, it's, it's really communicating, and it's, it's understanding the needs and the wants of the people whom we are leading, whether it's the it's the it's the company, whether it's the small group, whether we're facilitating some sort of meeting, whether it's the volunteers that we're that that are, we're working with in an organization, whether it's family members. I mean, I mean, we 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 can either choose to be a dictator and just say these are the rules and this is what we're going to do, but that's not really leadership. Leadership is leading everybody forward. You know, and, and, and I think it just starts with communicating and saying, you know what, Matt, you, God, your opinion is really, really important. You are such a key member of this team. Give me your vision on what you think we should do and can do to grow. Because when I make you a part of the process, then, then together we're on a mission. I've established you and I as being part of one rather than you being a part of just mine. Mm. 
You know, and here's the academic side of me. <laughs> Up until about 1978 in the U.S., there was this whole reverence for the heroic, transactional, you know, the the dominant leader in a group. And it was around Warren Burns and, and Greenleaf and, and such during 1978 going forward where this whole concept of transformation transformational leadership really started to take hold. And it was everything that you were just saying. It's about it's coalescing and bringing in everyone. Everyone's part of the equation. It's not that one person at the top, but it's a life that we're moving forward and having common vision and values and, and, and a mission that's that's so important. It's, it's about the whole. It's the sum of the whole, not just the one person. Yeah, because how can we really transform this organization if we're just following one man or one woman's vision? I mean, mm-hmm. total total transformation is when we're all pushing that same wheelbarrow forward. I mean, if we're all taking turns pushing the wheelbarrow, if one person's trying to push a wheelbarrow up a mountain, they're going to get there a lot slower than if there's 15 of us that are alternating and pushing that dude up the hill, you know, and and <laughs> yes. and. And transformation, transformation comes when, man, Matt, I'm buying into what you say. I want this. I want this. Thank you for making me a part of this process. Man, this is exciting. That's transformation where it starts from the inside and moves out rather than the leader who tries to push transformation from the outside in. It doesn't work like that. Oh, isn't that powerful? It's from the inside out. And I love the analogy of the the wheelbarrow up the hill. That reminds me, pushing that wheelbarrow requires some energy. And I know you and I have talked about this, and I think it's worth, let's continue the conversation about energy. And because I believe it's such an essential ingredient to leadership that you've got to have it. And we can all feel it. We can all, we, we, we sense it when we're around someone. The negative energy as well as the positive. I call it anabolic and catabolic. And we want to have the positive energy and environment, you know, within an organization. So let's talk more about energy. I believe that like energy attracts like energy. What are your thoughts? Mm, Absolutely. Man, even with as much power and energy as I walk through my day, if I had to spend six hours in a meeting of people who were low energy, who were low vision, who were just, this is the way we've always done it. I got to tell you, when even I'm going to leave that meeting in six hours, I'm going to go, oh my God, what the heck was that? You know, I mean, we, we become who we hang with. We become what we put in our head. We, you know, the, that's why I believe that the two things that have changed my life more than anything are the books that I've read and the people that I met, because those are what are, that, that's what is affecting the energy in my life is what I'm putting in my head. And, and it goes back to the being self-aware again. What are you putting in your head? Basically, what are you feeding your brain every day? Because that is what you're going to become. That's the energy that you're going to attract. Watch what you eat and not in a food sense. Mm. And boy, doesn't this all connect together when we think about our earlier earlier conversation about, well, Sean, I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm not sure where I'm going. And we talked about, well, what are the things that are working for you and what aren't working for you? And then what you just said there is, where's your energy going? Yeah. Hey, let's, let me bring up something. Many, many years ago, there was a survey by a guy named Dr. Anthony Campolo. Dr. Anthony Campolo had asked people, 50 people, 
over the age of 95, you know, if you could live your life differently, what would you do? And I got to tell you, when someone over 95 is reflecting back on life and telling me what they want to do, I'm listening. (laughs) This was the three three answers they gave. Number one, I would reflect more. Number two, I would do more things that live on after I'm gone. And number three, I would have taken more risks. So if I take those things, you know, that's, 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 their, that's their moment of reflection, their moment of self-awareness, but their time's almost run out, but that's what they're thinking. I would have reflected more. I would have taken more risks. I would have done more things that lived on after I'm dead. So, so let's, let's take that and bring it to the listener. Let's take that and bring it to me and to you. Let's imagine that we are in the rocking chair of the last years of our life and we're reflecting back on our life, what do we wish we would have done? What do we wish we would have achieved? What do we wish our lives would have been? Because that's a good question to ask because then, because we're not in the rocking chair of our life, we can go back and we can say, wow, that's what I want now. And then we start working to make sure that those aren't our answers later. Mm. Yes, I, I do. You, yeah, I, I think after the show, I want to get more information on that because I, I completely agree when I'm in those moments for myself. And I think our listening audience has this where you're going, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's too risky. I'm going to play it safe. And that's the moment where I realize my life gets stagnant. And there's I, I, I because I certainly worry about, oh, you know, am I going to have enough money to do this or do that or whatever? And then to step back and take that, wait a second, you know, but when you're in that moment, when your, your brain is hijacked by the emotions and the, you know, the chemicals and the hormones running through you and, oh, fight or flight and all that stuff starts to kick in. It's in those moments where, you know, you got to remind yourself that, okay, where do you want to go and what are the steps you need to take to get there? And part of that is, involves risk, you know? You know, it does. And, you know, fear is this huge subject that, that blocks so many of us. Fear, fear encompasses so many different feelings, but it all has the same result. It stops us from moving forward. It stops us from chasing the dreams of pushing forward on the goal. And I'll tell you, there's, there's, one, there's one belief that I carry with me that helps me move past fear. I mean, I don't have a Harry Potter magic wand that can make fear disappear for myself. But what I do have is I do have the ability to control the questions in my brain. And so instead of imagining what could happen if I take this risk, I focus more on the adventure of taking the risk. Instead of focusing on the fear, I focus on the adventure. Let me give you an example. In June of this year, I will be walking 100% by foot across my sixth country. I'll be walking 500 miles across Italy. Now, right now, my brain is on crazy, overwhelming chaos, thinking, why are you going to do this? Think of all these things that can happen. You know, oh my gosh, you're going to do that. I'm trying to find ways to stop myself. But I realize that at that moment of self-awareness that I start thinking on, wow, man, you get one life. This is amazing. Think of the adventure. Think of the people. Think of what you're going to experience. Think of just the excitement. And remember, you've done this five times before and remember how you felt before. And all of a sudden that just retweaks and it gets me past my moment of overwhelm. Make the adventure bigger than the fear. 
Oh, I'd love it. Make the adventure bigger than fear. And I love what you're saying about where is your focus. And I think that's a great question for all of us to be thinking about as wherever we are in our, our journey, you know, as a leader or in our life period, where is your focus? I think that's a, a terrific way to be thinking about it. You know, Sean, before we go to break, I know for you, you say your best days don't have to be in the rear view mirror. Where do you, take us to break by expanding on that. Well, you know, oftentimes people go, man, I remember the good old days. Remember when we used to play football in high school? Man, we had a great time. Those were the good old days. Man, do you remember the in college when we did this? Those were the good old days. Oh, man, there was no job like that first job. Wow. You know, well, yeah, I got to tell you, right now at age 55, I know more than I ever have. Right now at age 55, I have had more experiences, met more people, and, 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 and carry more knowledge, more skill up than I ever have in any part of my life. So if that's true, if that's true, if that's what I'm focusing on, then why can't my best speech still be written? Why can't my best performance still be created? Why can't my best relationship still be made? Why can't my best adventure still be lived? Because I'm smarter and brighter than I've ever been today. I love it. Why can't? Why, why can't? And the what if. What if and why can't? This, these are phenomenal and great questions that we all need to keep asking ourselves. I tell you what, Sean, we're, we're right at a break. So when we come back, I want to talk more about your upcoming book, your seventh book that's about to come out. And we'll wrap this all up for the listening audience to get some good takeaways that they could implement right after the show. So everyone stay tuned during the break. Feel free to go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. And we will be back here on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Many of us define our lives by what has already happened. It's a past tense series of events. Do you long for something else? You don't have to live solely in this reality. Tune in for To Win Within with host Strom Thomason. Strom and his guests are here to introduce you to your true self. It's time to emerge from your box and take a beautiful journey of self-love and discovery. You'll find yourself exactly where you need to be. To Win Within airs live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. Today's conversation is going, it's all about going the extra mile and leading with a life that you love. And Sean Anderson is with me today. He's a six-time motivational author and inspiring keynote speaker. And if you've been listening to the show, I'm sure you've picked up on his energy. And he's all about results producing. And Sean, where do we where do we go from here? I think the last time we were say, we were talking about your seventh book is coming out. Tell us what that's all about. You know, Matt, I, I don't know what kind of books inspire you the most, but what's always inspired me the most were books that were fictional inspiration, that told stories. And the very first author that I really fell in love with was a guy by the name of Og Mandino, The Greatest Miracle in the World. And Og Mandino would tell us, he would tell a story that brought the reader in and and then he would he would he would plant these beautiful motivational, inspirational seeds in the story that he was telling. It was it had a much different impact on me than reading, you know, the ten ways to be a millionaire, the ten things to do to have the world's greatest relationship. It just didn't resonate with me because it was someone else really pushing what they thought made them great. But yet a fictional inspiration book gave me the freedom to be able to imagine myself and apply things more personally to me as the words jumped off the page. So my favorite style of writing and what I'm passionate about now is this inspirational fiction. And my last book called A Better Life, an inspiring story about starting over, started to introduce somebody to this character named Amicus. And and Jay Garfield was a guy who all of a sudden was kind of just coasting through life. You know, he had a job and a wife and everything, but he never took his life really serious. He was just coasting until one day he goes into his boss's office and he gets fired. And that moment, that trigger, the firing just set his life so on, so much on fire that everything fell apart. And he started questioning everything about himself until he met a teacher, a unique, mysterious, awesome, amazing, powerful teacher named Amicus. And Amicus started sharing with him certain lessons that changed him from the inside out. So this May, May 2018, I have my next book coming out. It's called The Four Fibs. And again, we are going to meet Amicus. And this time, Amicus is going to be walking on, he's going to be feeding birds on the beach and where he runs into this gentleman named Charlie whose fiance just left him who just quit his job and who doesn't know what to do with his life and this bird feeding stranger named Amicus is going to teach him the four lies that people tell themselves that block themselves from really maximizing their personal potential mm. Do you mind sharing one of those lines? <laughs> <laughs> but then I would have told you 25% of the book, wouldn't I? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so we need to get the book. Yeah, no, because isn't that, the, isn't, that, isn't that what stops us? We start believing We start believing these truths. We convince ourselves of the truths. This, there's a part of our brain that always wants to make us safe. Matt, don't do that. You know, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. And then you go, you're right, you're right. I can't do that because this is going to happen. Well, because we believe that lie. We believe that lie because we think it's about self-preservation. But anytime we get more committed to self-preservation than self-actualization, then life becomes limited. And I say, you know what? When we live in a universe where there are more stars in the sky than sands of grain on the beaches of, of the world, why would we ever choose to limit what we think, what we believe, what we know we can do? 
<laughs> and we're such great creatures of habit doing that. We're conditioned. We're conditioned to block out all that stuff and just stay within the safe zone. Yeah, right, man. I mean, we we draw these little tiny circles around us and say, this is my life. And we spend our whole life looking outside the circle. We walk up to the edge and we look over and go, oh, that looks fun, but I'm not going across the circle. We become a society mesmerized by celebrities and other people and what they do. I mean, holy cow. but, But every time that we become more mesmerized by someone else's life, what we do is we tell ourselves that my life doesn't matter as much. Mm. And it's so not it's so not true. I, it, it's when we're in that uncomfortable zone. That's when we're actually experiencing progress. That's when we're growing. That's when we're moving. That's and it doesn't feel comfortable, but that's that's what's great about it. And somehow finding ourselves making or or getting ourselves to a place to embrace that and say, you know what, it doesn't feel good, but gosh, I'm different than what I was just five minutes ago because of this. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, still, I might have given 100 speeches, that's 500 speeches in my life. Every time before I go on stage, I'm still going, oh, my God, why do I do this? This yeah, is right. Yes. But every time I walk out, I go, oh, God, that was amazing. I love that. You know, because we walked past our comfort zone. But this is the cool thing, that when we step outside our comfort zone, it's not only the fact that we change our lives, but we also change the lives of everybody else. You can't help but pass on powerful life-building seeds to other people when you're letting powerful life building seeds grow in your own world life growing and powerful seeds okay we're we're getting towards the end sean and this is i've I've just loved our conversation today and what i'd like to do is bring everything back to transformation and energy and talking about everything that we've talked about here and when we started the conversation earlier in in the Wait, almost an hour ago, Sean, (laughs) we talked about going the extra mile, what it meant, and you shared some stories. And as you think about just that portion of our conversation, what's a key takeaway for us to be thinking about in the realm of leadership? Let's just focus on those two key words right there, transformation and energy, transformation and energy. If every day, if we each became cognizant of the transformation, asking yourself, what changes do I want? How do I want to transform my life to the better? That's a powerful question to ask. Number two, energy. What kind of energy am I bringing to my life today? What kind of energy am I bringing to my relationships? What kind of energy am I bringing out into the world? Transformation, energy. Two biggest issues that if we each focus on every single day, I guarantee you, your life will become far better than it was when you started today. I agree. What kind of energy, what kind of transformation do we want to bring? Nice takeaway. You know, in the second second segment of this show, we were talking about, you know, going the extra mile, how people can do it in their lives, and the power of what if. Give me what's a, a good summary of that, just a quick 15-second Man, if you really want to create change in your relationships, your finances, your health, everything about your life, don't keep doing what you're doing. Choose to do more, be more, give more. Choose to go the extra mile. Don't keep doing what you're doing. Fantastic. Sean, I have just really, really, really appreciated the conversation today, all the insights that you've brought from your experience, your journeys, your treks from ocean to ocean and and everything that you've brought to this conversation. And I just really appreciate having you on the show today. So thank you for being here. My awesome privilege. Thank you so much.
You bet. And for the listening audience out there, next week, I have a very different conversation. We'll be bringing in Rob Manis. He is a leadership. He was both a leader in the military, in politics, and we're going to have a very different conversation about the power of influence. So join me next week. And between now and then, feel free to go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. Contact me. We'd love to have a conversation with you. If there's a topic or someone else you would like to have on the show to help enrich this dialogue about transformational energy, let's talk about it. Until next time, everyone out there, harness your energy, that positive energy that you bring into this world, and we'll talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.